You can't not communicate. What? Yeah, isn't that interesting? That is something that we're going to be talking about today. The sending and receiving of messages is always happening. That's our subject today on the Zebra Lounge podcast. And yeah, we're we're happy to be back here. I think we're going to just hop right into it. Episode number 20. And yeah, amazing we're already in this far. Um, can, can we just break down what you mean by the fact that you cannot not communicate? Sure. I would say that that means, and you know my background, right? Do you know what Marty studied at university? Uh, <laughs> theology? Yeah, but before that. Um, marketing? Before that. Um, I know. Communication. communication. And one of the fundamental ideas in communication is you can't not communicate. And what does that mean? It means that... Everything you do or don't do communicates something. So your activity or your inactivity, your actions or your non-actions, your words or your silences all have messaging value. I can agree to that. Yeah, so everything we do or don't do, everything we say or don't say is bursting with content. And so as the sender of communication of messages, you are always communicating something. And so the example of that that I like to use is that when you wake up in the morning and you get ready to start your day, you can choose to either have a shower, clean up and groom yourself, or you can choose to roll out of bed, bedhead, not brush your teeth, have morning mouth, morning breath, monkey breath, and put on some clothes that are a little bit dirty, Maybe they have some stains, maybe they're wrinkled, and you can go to school or go to work or go about your day. It's a choice that you make. And that in itself communicates something, doesn't that, it? That communicates, even without saying a word, it communicates something to other people. And here's the other fundamental aspect or assumption of that truth, is that most people believe that you have consciously chosen to communicate whatever it is that you're trying to communicate. Let's just put this on pause for a second, please. Everything that we do or don't do is something that we have chosen to do. That's what people assume. So they assume that you've made the choice to wear dirty clothes, that you've chosen not to brush your teeth or comb your hair. They're not assuming, the default assumption isn't that you did that by accident or it was something you forgot to do. Most people, when they see you, especially if they don't know you, assume that you've chosen to do that. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Stripes, well, do you think that uh, that is true, that you cannot not communicate? Yeah, and I think um, I've heard uh, this being talked about before, the fact that um, the actions that you maybe don't do can sometimes speak louder than the actions that you would have done. And so not doing something is just like, it, it says the same thing as if you were to do something, maybe the outcomes are different, but both are ways that you communicate with others. But I want to something that popped up in my head is can that communication repel back to yourself like you not um waking up in the morning and making your bed getting ready for the day showering brushing those pearly white teeth is is that communicating something to yourself as well about i don't know just the way you're living life can you communicate back to yourself as well as to other people Perhaps you can. So there is this process where you are saying to yourself, I really don't care about myself. And you go into a spiral of darkness and depression 
and your self-esteem plummets. And pretty soon, it's a self-repeating or self-fulfilling prophecy about yourself. And so you're telling yourself, I don't care about myself. And then that self that doesn't care about yourself says, well, I don't care about myself either. And so the next thing you know, you're just in an echo chamber of not caring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's truth. Thank you for that, Stripes. Very important addition to the words that we're speaking right now. But I want to say this. This is my hunch. And we're connecting the ability to not not communicate, which we all possess, to superpower. Right? Would you agree? Mm-hmm. That when you are with another person or multiple people, you're perceiving the other people around you. And you're exchanging information automatically, whether it be verbal or nonverbal. Would you agree to that, Stripes? It automatically happens. So let's go back to yesterday. We'll roll the tape backwards to yesterday, your day. Mm-hmm. You met up with some girlfriends at Syntagma Square. And what did you think? You perceived them. They perceived you. What's going on? Um, Even before you say anything. Oh, like... They walk up to you. You're there. Oh, well... Um, you haven't said anything. I thought, wow, they both have masks on, so I can't see their faces. There you go. So, so you don't know if they're friendly, you don't know if they're excited about their day, if they're happy to see you. They may say Calimera, you may say Calimera back. But there is that initial exchange of information that happens. And so me, when I see you in the day, in the morning, at the beginning of the day, I'm looking at you even before I speak to you. And if I say good morning and you kind of say, eh, back, you don't really communicate back, that's communicating something, right? And, and so... We take that principle of communication, that first fundamental principle of all communication, you cannot not communicate, and now we're going to apply that to specifically people who follow Jesus. Mm. Okay, we're, we're turning a corner here. If you are not a follower of Jesus, you can listen in on this conversation if you choose, or you can decide to hit stop and find another podcast. But I want to turn the corner now and apply it to people who follow Jesus. And specifically, you cannot not evangelize. Ah, and me and Marty have had some discussion on this topic before. Because I think we have maybe some clashing beliefs. And I know that we might have touched on this very briefly in the last podcast. Or our dedicated listeners who are listening to that one, maybe you remember us mentioning something about that but yeah we we have maybe some different beliefs on this specific subject about we have different theories perhaps yes. you could say it's a theory you know so a theory is what according to you uh, I would say according to me it's an informed hunch sure so there's data to back up my hunch or my theory okay mm-hmm. so you cannot not evangelize means that everything you do or don't do is either allowing people to draw one step closer to Jesus or it's pushing them one step further away. That's a very interesting way of putting it. Okay, so tell me more. I, well, I don't necessarily disagree completely with that because what you're saying does make sense. But I also think that there are certain actions that we do make that have zero effect on other people. Give me an example, please. The color of socks that I wear today mm-hmm. is not going to push someone away from Jesus. Whether they're purple or pink, I don't think it matters. 
But you've also just agreed with me, Stripes, that everything you do communicates. Not everything. I said the, the way you put that. Verbal and nonverbal, you agreed. Silence and words. Activity and inactivity. In terms of communication? Yeah. Or evangelism. In terms of communication, you agree yes. to that. So we, communication, we put yes. that in place. That's step one. Step two now is we're now applying that to talking about Jesus. And not just with our words, but with our nonverbal communication. And so part of getting dressed in the morning is nonverbal. So part of your outfit is purple socks. You're going to communicate something to other people. I'll communicate something to other people 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that will push or draw them away from Christianity. Well, not Christianity. We're talking about Jesus here. Well, Jesus is a part of Christianity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So explain why it would or would not, according to you. Because it doesn't have any effect on the decisions that someone else is going to make. Just like you wearing a blue sweater doesn't affect me when I walk past you on the road. Hold on. You just said that everything you do, you do communicates something. And so now you're saying, no, it doesn't have any effect. No, So that's not, a bit of an internal not, contradiction, not, stripes, that you need to resolve for the listener. Not communication. We're talking about evangelism. What is evangelism, according to you, stripes? Sharing Jesus with someone. Mm-hmm. Sharing Jesus. So it's communicating Jesus. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so as a follower of Jesus... You are communicating Jesus all the time, right? We just said that. You can't not share Jesus all the time. No, that's the part I'm disagreeing with. Go ahead. I, that, that's what. That's the point I just made. Wearing purple socks or wearing... Okay, I'm going to turn the question on I'm you, saying Marty. it's always happening. Marty. So whether you wear purple socks or dull gray socks, or you wear shoes that are shiny and sho- or shoes that are stinky and scuffed up, every aspect of your non-verbal and verbal your words and your silence your actions and your inactions communicate something about your beliefs marty and your attitudes and your values marty can you please explain to me how wearing purple socks it's part of your non-verbal package i know but i'd like you to explain to me theoretically Mm -hmm. how that could in turn affect someone either push them away or draw them closer to jesus okay let's do a hypothetical Scenario. Hypothetical. Stripes has decided to get dressed. Mm-hmm. She puts on her underpants, and then she throws on her purple socks. And with her purple socks, she decides she's going to wear some Birkin socks, which show her purple socks to the whole world. She goes out on the street downtown Athens, walks on the pedestrian laneway in Shopping Street, and you know exactly where that is. And because you're wearing bright purple socks, instead of just no socks with Birkin socks, someone happens to come over and go, Hey, I like your socks. Which would not have happened if you weren't wearing purple socks. Silence from stripes. Round one goes to Marty. No, I'm right now. I'm probably she's flabbergasted. She's incredulous. She doesn't know how to respond. I'm doing the same thing as the listeners and taking in what you just told me and processing it because I don't think that there's purple socks have drawn someone to Jesus in that case. Okay, so purple socks, you've been very particular about the socks. Mm -hmm. The socks, yeah. Let's talk about other items of clothing that also have no other value. No, because that that is like one of the decisions 
that I made mm -hmm. But it's a complete package, okay? It's not just, you can't isolate the socks from the person. The socks are an extension of what we said, the choices that you are making, intentional choices that you have crafted, you have constructed, you have planned, you have selected what you're gonna wear consciously. And so it's not just you're going out naked with socks on, stripes, you're, it's the whole package. Okay. Um, let me provide another scenario for you. Let's say that Marty wakes up and he has a big zit on his neck. Mm -hmm. And so he just puts a turtleneck on that day, all is well. But his decision to leave the zit instead of pop the zit will have no effect on drawing someone closer to Jesus or pushing them away from him. Mm -hmm. So it's, I'm saying those little decisions really don't have uh, an impact on something such as evangelism. I'm agreeing that maybe the more important decisions that we make during the day uh, might have an effect on that. But the, the little decisions, I would disagree and say they don't, which is why the statement that you cannot not evangelize, I don't necessarily agree with because of that. Interesting, Stripes. I'm not buying it. Uh, let's talk more about evangelism. When was the last time you actually, you yourself, had a spiritual conversation? Uh, the last time that I had a spiritual conversation? Hmm. Outside of your family. I actually can't pin down any time. That's my answer. Okay. You've never had a spiritual conversation in your life? I have had a spiritual Can conversation. Can you share with me how that happened? Um, kind of put me on the spot here, Marty, but I will... Well, we did know we were going to be talking about evangelism today and communication, to be fair. I had a spiritual conversation with someone at church. Okay. All right. And how did that come about? From the message. Great. So what is your point coming from that? So how did you have the spiritual conversation? Because of a interesting topic that was brought up during the message. I can't give you specifics because I don't quite remember it, like the specifics of what the message was that day, but the message that was spoken, maybe we had disagreements or we had agreements about what was being said, and that led to a spiritual conversation. Okay, so Stripes, what do you spend the most of, what do you spend the majority of your time talking with other people about? Um, Outside of your family? Probably what's going on around in the world right now. Okay, so give me some examples. Coronavirus, maybe sports as well. What's happening with certain teams? Um, who's winning what? Um, the new trends that are coming up, things like that. So how is having a spiritual conversation different than those kinds of topics? Current events, sports, uh, weather. According to you, Stripes. I don't think it is that much different than, well, maybe the weather, yeah, but it's not that much different than sports because everyone maybe has a different 
belief on religion and so everyone has a different belief on the better sports team so i think they're actually quite similar because my hunch my theory is that most people are not unlike you stripes where they can't remember the last time or if they do it's a they have to really scramble the last time they had a spiritual conversation and i wasn't meaning to put you on the spot but when i ask the average church going person which would include you they can't remember the last time they had a spiritual conversation with someone who isn't a Christian, with someone who isn't a follower of Jesus. So you talked about having one at church after the message, but if I was to ask you when the last time was you had a one-on-one -on -one spiritual conversation with someone who wasn't even a Christian, you would have to probably even go back how far? Pretty far. Pretty far. So why is that? Why is it that we've already agreed that you cannot not communicate? There's a little bit of disagreement about you cannot not evangelize and we talk about all kinds of other things but we don't want to talk about spiritual stuff according to you why is that well maybe it's not that we don't want to maybe it's that it just never comes up i don't always talk about the weather with people outside i don't always talk about my favorite sports team so i think there's a time and place for every topic because i wouldn't bring up um sports if I know someone who's just been injured and they're very sad that they can't play sports anymore. So that would strike uh, maybe some sadness in their heart and they don't want to hear about it. So why would I talk about sports with them when they're going through something that's causing them to not be able to play? Broken leg or something. So there's a time and place for everything. And I think it needs to remain that way. And so that's why spiritual conversation doesn't come up during every conversation. Just as the weather doesn't come up during every conversation. Okay, so you say there's a time and a place for everything. When would be the time and place, according to you, Stripes, when you could talk about spiritual things? Well, I think that it will come up when it's meant to be talked about. And what if it never comes up? Well, what if no one ever talks about the weather? Do we just completely forget about it? Round two, stripes. <laughs> so I don't think we can say what if in this situation because spiritual conversations do come up. Well, you just told me you haven't had one with a non-Christian. I didn't say I haven't had one. I said I can't remember. Well, it's probably been years, not months, correct? Incorrect. Well, go ahead. Share it. Well, I don't have one off the top of my head right now, unfortunately. But I would love for you to give us one because you are so excited about it. And I know I've just put you on the spot, so let's hear it. All right, so this past week, we went to the lawyer's office. We met with a lady, a gal named Christina. We did not know Christina, and we did not know her faith background. But over the course of a conversation, again, we're in a lawyer's office, sitting across the desk from a lawyer who we don't even really know. And one thing led to another, and I'm suddenly having a spiritual conversation with her about her faith and her church background. And so I think naturally it came up. I can't explain to you how we started talking about how she grew up in terms of her faith and her belief in God and the fact that maybe her spouse didn't believe in God, but it came up. And at the end of it all, we're sitting in a law office with a lawyer who we had just met we're having prayer together. That's pretty amazing. 
And after we finished praying, we looked up in her face and she was amazed that we had been able to have prayer time together in a law office, not in a church. So I think you always have to be thinking about engaging people in a conversation that, or a topic, if you want it to happen. Because the things that are important to you will naturally come up in conversation. So maybe weather isn't important to you, Stripes, so you don't always talk about it. But if something is important to you, you would talk about it more, correct? Yes, if something is more important to you, you'd probably it would probably be on your mind more often. So would you say that if something isn't important to you, you'd never talk about it? Uh, most likely. I would also say, though, that you mentioned that it, the spiritual conversation came up naturally. It wasn't you constantly thinking about it and wanting to um, intentionally bring that up, but it came up naturally, correct? came up very naturally. I can't explain to you how it came up other than the fact that suddenly we're talking about her church background and her faith that she has and even her then saying that other members of her family do not share that faith. And then her telling us a lot about the Orthodox Church, the Greek Orthodox Church, us having a conversation about what faith means to us. And it's like we're sitting in a small group, but we're in a law office with this lady that we just met. So you asked me before, what if it never comes up? And my answer to that is, well, like you just said, it's going to come up naturally. But what if it, it never comes to. up? I would come to the conclusion that it's probably not important to that person if it never comes up. Just like if you don't talk about the weather or if you don't talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, it probably means that the Toronto Maple Leafs aren't on your radar screen. If you don't talk about the weather, it's not that important to you. But if you don't ever talk about Jesus, you might think that Jesus is kind of low on the priority list for you. Would you agree? Or not for you. Let's not single you out. Let's say people. Let's talk about other people. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. It, you have anything else you want to ask about this topic? Well, I was just going to say that when you do evangelize someone, Yes. Um... I think you have to be careful with the way you approach it. Yes, I agree. Because if it seems like that's all you want to talk about, just like if someone is always talking about the Toronto Maple Leafs, that can get pretty frustrating, can it? I agree. So you have to be a little bit more nuanced in talking about Jesus with people and how you engage people in the Jesus conversation. Yeah. And I think that you also have to be willing to embrace the other um or feedback or information that comes back your way because I don't think evangelism should be treated like something that you are required to impose on someone else. Rather, you're sharing your beliefs with someone and in turn, you're being open to listening back to what they have to say. Yeah, so I don't think evangelism is all about the mouth organ. I think it's all about the ear organ, which is what, if you were to analyze the conversation again back with this lawyer, it was like a ratio of like 10 to one, meaning 10 uh, minutes of listening to every one minute of speaking. And so a lot more question asking and then listening. And so I know that this uh, conversation was very intriguing to this lawyer because already there's been a desire to connect again. And so it's not like, oh, that's weird. I want to push you off because I've, I'm not um, insensitive to uh, people's responses. 
So I think when you communicate, and you're always communicating, we said that at the very beginning of this podcast, you also need to be listening. And so it's not just communicating verbally and non-verbally, it's also being aware and receiving as much as you are sending messages. So you have to be able to receive from other people and, and how they're responding to what it is that you are saying. So when you communicate, you're communicating to elicit some kind of response or feedback, and then you assess or analyze uh, the feedback you're getting from someone else. Do you want to communicate further on this particular issue or not? So if you're talking about the weather and someone just rolls their eyes and kind of yawns, well, it's probably a good idea to move on to another subject. If you're talking about football and someone gets animated and excited about it, great. So I would say maybe start off with kind of mundane, everyday subjects before you dive right into the deep end, talking about beliefs and attitudes and values, right? Have some small talk and then engage in a little bit deeper talk because ultimately relationships are meant to go deeper and you do want to take relationships deeper, but you can't go deeper. You can't get into the deep end unless you spend some time in the shallow end of the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way of putting it. Um, I would be curious to know from our listeners if you could send us a response. What are your opinions on you cannot not evangelize? Um, do you understand where Stripes is coming from with the purple sock analogy? Or like, do you would you say that those smaller decisions in turn can actually lead someone to Jesus or push them away. I know it can communicate something. I agree with that portion of it, but I'd be curious to hear back from our listeners about the evangelism evangelism portion of that. Love that question. I think we'll leave it with the listeners. We're getting to the, the end of our podcast here. When was the last time you had a spiritual conversation and like Stripes has asked, do you believe that everything you do can evangelize someone meaning sharing the good news with them and drawing them closer to Jesus or pushing them further away. That's the question that we leave you with to think about and give us some feedback on. As always, we update our podcasts on Anchor FM, so you can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, etc., etc. And we want to say thank you to our core listeners for always coming back and listening. And some of the new listeners who have given us shout-outs, we thank you for joining the Zebra Lounge podcast, as always, subscribe. Well, yeah, go watch or listen. Go listen to some of the previous ones. And, and we, yeah, go ahead. We leave you with this yes. uh, mantra. We ask that you hope for the best. Plan for the worst. Plan for the worst.